Lakers media day and Anthony Davis says he'll play the five unvaccinated players are going to be stuck inside and the Denver Nuggets are spending money. We're going to talk about it right now on the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thank you for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. And remember, Lockdown NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and LockdownNBA.com. Here on Wednesdays, we're your regular hosts back in the saddle after a couple of weeks off. John Corral is here from the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. Man, it's been a little while, you know, between you being displaced because of a hurricane and me just being out for a bit. It's uh, it's good to be back. You ready for another season? Absolutely. I think this is our third or fourth doing lockdown NBA together. Uh, it's training camp for us, too, after the weird offseason we've had here, just like the yeah. players. Um, and I'm excited, <laughs> like just man it's never stopped this offseason like there's no better like soap opera than the nba it's gonna make everything more compelling in a somewhat normal year you know i was at media day in person for the first time basically in two years like this is awesome yeah i know i got my first media day since geez yeah it's like 2019 uh so yeah covering covering the celtics there being there in person seeing everybody seeing like players and the coach you're like oh hi human interaction how's that going uh lakers had media day today and or tuesday and of course everybody's paying attention to the lakers because the lakers are a fascinating team obviously everybody pays attention to the lakers no matter what but this year's team is just so wild uh the the, the biggest thing to come out of this is that Anthony Davis is apparently ready to see, yeah, I'll, I'll play the five after going there and forcing the Lakers to just kind of, you know, you get JaVale McGee and you get Dwight Howard and you get all these guys and now Dwight Howard's back. But now he's like, yeah, I'll play more five. And so I think great news for the Lakers who have been dying to see more lineups with Anthony Davis at the five. Yeah, this is what going to be his 10th season, ninth season in the NBA. And this is his natural position. This is the position he should have been playing the whole time. But he's just been very reluctant to want to be a center for whatever reason. Maybe he just doesn't want to defend other centers. I don't really know what it is about being classified as a center as playing that position and not having another, you know, and wanting to have another big next to him when clearly this guy just kind of works in more of like a space and pace kind of offense surrounded by shooters and other playmakers. So at least he's doing it now. That's great. You know, maybe it took kind of that disappointing season for the Lakers last year for him to kind of wake up and realize if he wants to win another title, this is going to be what they need to do. But if you're a Lakers fan, this, this is like the greatest thing you've heard in a very long time, probably, despite winning a title. That's how big of a shift this is in his mindset and him wanting to play this position. It's it's where he should be. It's where he should have been since probably his third year in the league. Uh, look, you know, better late than never, I guess. Sure, sure. You know, look, I think part of why he's willing to play the five is that he he sees exactly what is happening uh, with this roster. There's not a lot of floor spacing necessarily. I think floor spacing is going to be, uh, a, a very important thing for them to, for, for him to be able to pull a five away from the rim 
when you have some of the older guys in this roster trying to attack the rim, they're just not going to be finishing over shot blockers. And it's going to be very important for the Lakers to get any shot blockers, any potential rim protectors away from the, the rim as much as possible, which means it's got to be Davis and he's got to be able to pop out and, and get like a little bit of extra room for the Carmelo Anthony's of the world. And hell, even LeBron James, who is obviously still LeBron, but you know, starting to maybe feel his age just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn by saying LeBron might be feeling a little bit older. This isn't, yeah, I know I made the hot take of washed King and all of that, but anything that you can do to pull guys away from the rim, this isn't an athletic team. If they had athletic finishers, then it might not have mattered so much. But if you were to throw Anthony Davis out there with Dwight Howard or with DeAndre Jordan, then there, there would be no room for anybody to finish. They'd be nothing more than a mid-range shooting team, a jump shooting team. They need to make sure that Russell Westbrook can get to the rim. So this makes the most sense. You know, I hadn't thought about it from the perspective of other players, and I think you make a really good point about this. One, this will help Russ finish at the rim, less traffic down there for him, and maybe make him a little bit more efficient, which is certainly what they're going to need on the Lakers, because you said it in the beginning, right? Like The Lakers are almost like a, a must-watch league pass team for just, are they going to kind of put all these pieces together and kind of figure it all out? They're one of the more intriguing teams in the league, and not just because they're the Lakers this year and they have LeBron James, and that's it. It's for a variety of other reasons and this kind of opens them up by putting ad at the five him spacing the court a little bit more for these other guys who if you can do that and it makes lebron two three percent better more efficient that's worth it at that point because that's going to pay big dividends and again i think it's his natural position but i hadn't thought about it from the perspective of other players and what that looks like on the court and i think that's a really good way to try and describe it if you can limit and cut down on a turnover for west Westbrook once or twice per game because you've spaced the court a little bit better for him by not having a rim protector down there because they're out on the perimeter trying to deal with Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's huge, actually. Remember a couple of years ago when um, when Re Westbrook was on the Rockets and they had Clint Capella and everything was just going poorly and then the Rockets traded Capella away and Westbrook went berserk. Like this, this is kind of like the same, I think, idea that the Lakers are trying to grasp. If, if you can clear the way for Westbrook. And I think this is probably mostly a Westbrook centered thing. If we really think about it more so than Anthony Davis playing his natural position, it's Davis and LeBron went on this recruiting thing. They got Westbrook in and it just makes the most sense for him, for Westbrook to have, like if Westbrook was trying to drive and he had a, a lane clogger like Dwight or DJ there, then it, I don't think you're getting the most you can possibly get out of Westbrook. If they're going to make the Westbrook thing work, and there's no guarantee that that's going to work. There's a lot of skepticism. I think there's healthy skepticism there. Uh, there. There's a track record of Westbrook not blending in with other players right away. So you got to make that thing work. If the Westbrook thing doesn't work, then nothing is going to work with the Lakers because everyone else is there to support those three guys, Westbrook, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. If the Westbrook thing doesn't work, then LeBron has to go and handle the ball more. Westbrook's going to be maybe a little bit disgruntled, and we know that he has a strong personality, and then that that's just not going not gonna to happen. So Anthony Davis probably doing the best thing for his new teammate. more so, And then, it, good for him, it's also his natural position, the, the position he should be playing.
Yeah. Now, now I'd caution that, like, I don't think we're going to see him at center full time. You know, a couple of years ago, he was kind of 50 50 the year they won the title in the bubble. I think it was more 50 50 between the four and the five with him last year. It was there. There was a balance there, right? Like, I don't think he's just going to go full on only play center and you're never going to see him being at the four with another, you know, one of the two other centers they have on the court, because look, they made the effort to really make sure they got DeAndre Jordan this off season. They still have Dwight Howard. They're useful players. You're going to find ways to get them on the court because this team's a little bit kind of thin at times depending on how you want to look at it so I do think you'll also still see him at the four paired with one of those traditional more lumbering guys but look anything that gets him close you know uh, more on the side of center in that 50-50 battle in terms of positions I think is a good thing yep and the other big thing really to come out of media day uh, aside from Austin Reeves nickname Hillbilly Kobe which made everybody crack up a little bit is that the team is 100% vaccinated and it's a big deal in California where the, anybody, we just had that whole big thing with An, uh, Andrew Wiggins. If you're not vaccinated, you're not playing home games. So the Lakers are fully vaccinated. LeBron, after some kind of cat and mouse a little bit with the whole vaccine last last uh, season, came out, said, you know, I made my choice, so on and so forth. He's vaccinated. So the Lakers are not going to have any of that drama that some of the other teams that we've seen over the past couple of days. So Jake, I mean, at, at the very least, for, for once, there's that that element of drama not going to be happening in Los Angeles. You know what's incredible, right? The the craziest thing about LeBron's influence on people is Kent Bazemore, who's on the Golden State Warriors last year, was like, I'm not going to get the vaccine. It seemed like he was not going to get it. Goes and plays with LeBron, and LeBron's his teammate. He's vaccinated now. That's, yeah. that's something like power over somebody, man. LeBron, that whole thing that they were talking about yesterday – uh, on Lockdown NBA with the whole shadow kind of GM where he's in this mahogany um, humidor with cigars and wine. Like it, it's very kind of Godfather-esque. And I'm sure if Kent Bazemore said, I'm not getting vaccinated, LeBron calls him in and says, you're getting vaccinated. In fact, I'm going to give you the vaccine right now. <laughs> and LeBron jabs. I can just see it happening. Uh, speaking of which, up next, uh, new guidelines are really the old guidelines for unvaccinated players. Some of these started to trickle out on Tuesday night and the disparity between players who are vaccinated and the players who are not is, is stark and it's going to raise the questions about uh, competitive advantage. So we're going to talk about that next. First, I got to tell you about sweat block. It's not fun to talk about excessive sweating. Uh, I know how bad that can be sometimes, but Sweat block is a solution for you. Doctor created, doctor recommended. You take your shower at night. You put this on your problem area. You go to bed, you wake up in the morning, you wash it off. It can work for up to seven days. I've actually gotten a DM from somebody who bought this based off of one of our ad reads. And he said it's worked for up to five days for him. So it works. You can go Google it. You can check it out on Amazon. There are over 13,000 reviews. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. And it's currently number one on Amazon in the antiperspirant category. So it works for sure. It's going to give you your little bit of confidence, your little secret for confidence, and you can wear whatever you want to wear without worrying about sweat rings. You don't have to worry about a certain color. And in any situation where you might be sweating, this can help take care of it. So if you or someone you love is, is dealing with this, check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. They do have a dry shirt guarantee. If it doesn't work for you for some reason, you get your money back so you can get this risk-free. 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or pick it up at Amazon or CVS.
Today's episode of Lockdown NBA is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, when you go into one of those local chain auto parts stores, it's going to be a bad experience. You're going to go up to the counter. You're going to give them your make and model of your car. They're going to pull up the one single part they have, and you're going to have to pay that price because you're a captive audience in there. You're not going to be able to choose the part you want. It may or may not fit, and that can always be an adventure. And you need your car running. It's how you get around. Imagine if you didn't have your car working. That's a bad situation to be in. So if you're going to work on your car, yourself go to rockauto.com and make sure you get parts that fit and at the best price don't choose to spend 30 50 100 more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership i work on my cars i just replaced the ac condenser on an old car that i have it was 284 i did the math cheaper on rockauto.com compared to one of those chain stores they just do this for everybody, whether you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer like me, you're going to get the cheapest parts available on their super easy-to-use website. You just put in your year, your make, your model. They're going to show you everything they have available. You want the super expensive performance parts? You can get those. If you get, if you just need something that's going to get you around the city, they have that too. So don't spend more than you need to for all your different auto parts. And they have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. You need to refresh the carpet on the inside of your ride. It's super easy to do it with rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about this box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. I want to thank you again for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We're going to get into the Michael Porter Jr. extension, what the Nuggets are doing coming up. Make sure you can make, make your second listen today. You can do Locked On Lakers if you want to hear more about the Lakers uh, media day or Locked On Nuggets to hear more about MPJ. But we're going to get into the new guidelines being circulated for vaccinated players versus unvaccinated players. Jake, it's very simple. If you want to boil it down to Unvaccinated players in the NBA are basically basically going to live under last year's rules. You can't leave your hotel. You have to get tested every day. All of that stuff that players hated last year. Are you vaccinated? You're free to go. You can go out. You can go to dinner. You can go to the club. You can do all of that stuff. You're not subject to daily testing. So it's going to be interesting. These and. Forget the whole vaccine, should you get vaccinated debate, this whole thing that people go nuts for. We're talking about now, some teams are going to have players who are stuck inside, and some teams are going to have players, 100% vaccinated teams, you go out and do whatever you want. The teams with guys stuck inside, depending on who they are, are, are going to have a different level of team chemistry. There is a competitive advantage here for teams being fully vaccinated. And I'm curious, Jake, if this is going to create any sort of rift amongst guys, because we heard on media day across the league, the guys who are vaccinated, I respect these guys' decision. I respect it's a personal choice and so on and so forth. But if that player in January is still stuck inside and that testing causes any sort of issue or anything like that, I wonder if they're going to still be so understanding. You know, I think in the beginning they they will be. I think a lot of them ha have this just kind of odd, not odd respect for each other, but they just let people kind of make their decisions and what's best for them. We've seen it when kind of players request a trade, right? Like the rest of the team doesn't really 
like harbor resentment towards that guy that's like, hey, I'm better than you and I want to be out of here because you guys aren't good enough to help me win and I want to do it elsewhere. So I wonder if they're going to kind of have that same mindset where you will see resentment come in, though, is if a team's trying to win a title and someone misses a game in the playoffs because they were unvaccinated and maybe a test came back inconclusive or maybe they tested positive for COVID and they're going to miss a game or two and that team loses that game when this all could have been avoided. You know, and certainly this is going to matter for end of bench guys, right? I know we have that kind of issue in the NFL with the Jaguars where you had Urban Meyer saying like, we cut guys because they weren't vaccinated. You want a job? You're going to probably, especially if you're one of those fringe guys, right? That's just trying to stay in the NBA and keep collecting that sweet NBA money. You're going to need to be vaccinated. If you're not, you're going to be expendable. And that's going to kind of create a bit of a rift here, right? Like you have guys that are safe, like Kyrie Irving can kind of do everything he did on Monday at media day and he's fine. They're not going to cut him. They're not going to trade him or anything like that. Right. So he gets away with it and guys that, that don't get away with it probably start to resent him. I don't know if it'll work from like Kyrie towards them, but the other way it certainly might in a good test case with this honestly might be D'Angelo Russell and what they're going to do with him in Minnesota after he had that tweet yesterday calling Kyrie the goat after what his teammate Carl Anthony Towns has gone through over the past year and a half. They might ship him right out of there, I think, potentially, because they don't like how it's kind of rubbing off. You know, what's that saying? What's the where's the respect towards your star player, the leader of your team that's gone through so many personal things with that? We're going to get kind of like a good test with this, I think, with that guy. So that's where you'll probably start to see the, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated and how that's really going to matter in the NBA, I think. Yeah, um, I think that Minnesota case is going to be you're right. That's a great point. Um, and I think that is going to be something where guys who are at the end of the bench, like you said, you know, in Boston, there, there was a question to Jabari Parker uh, about that. And, and, you know, he kind of like played it off. I don't even know if Jabari Parker is vaccinated or not, but if you're, if you're on a team, if you have your 14th, 15th guy or a hell a two-way player and they're not vaccinated, you're supposed to be the guy that's break glass in case of emergency. If you're a key player goes down and they need you and all of a sudden you're stuck in health and safety protocols, then what good are you? So yeah, that is going to, that is going to change some people, uh, their, their status in the league. Some guys are going to be out and, and guys who are vaccinated are going to be in maybe some guys who didn't think they were going to, you know, didn't want to get vaccinated and said, Hey, I'm going to just because uh, I need to. It's interesting because Marcus smart had a very interesting quote at Celtics media day. And he basically said, I got vaccinated because I just didn't want to deal with the BS. Like he literally said that. He's like, I don't, which. I think I that's guess- the design, right? Like to a degree. Like I think at this point when you've got the league that's 90% vaccinated and look, I doubt that one of these unvaccinated players is going to cause some kind of crazy outbreak that like tanks the season or anything like that. Like I really don't think that that would happen. Maybe, maybe it, it could, I guess. But I think these rules are partially there to be like, Now we're just going to make this so uncomfortable that you just do it. And then we don't even need to worry at all. Here's, here's where I I have a concern where an unvaccinated player gets it, but is asymptomatic and is exposed to a a staff member. Now everybody in the staff uh, around these teams has to be vaccinated, but the vaccine is not a cure. It's a preventative measure, which means it's not going to stop every case. That's why some cases are breakthrough cases. So some people who are going to get it, and then those people 
have who are vaccinated may not experience symptoms. What if they go home to their kids and those kids get it? What if there's an immunocompromised situation going on? What if there's a child who gets it and is asymptomatic and spreads? Like it's it's not just about the NBA player. It's about the unvaccinated NBA player giving it to somebody on the staff, someone within the sphere of the team, and that person going on and becoming a spreader. And then someone connected to that person falling ill, going to the hospital or worse. And that's my biggest concern as far as unvaccinated players in a real life situation. I just don't want anybody to feel responsible. Kyrie, Bradley Beal, some guy that you know we didn't realize, some 14th guy, whoever it is, I think the players are going to be fine. Even if you get it, I think the players are generally going to be fine. And they can sit there and they want to sit there and have this self-centered view of, yeah, I'm going to be fine. It's not a problem. But you're going to be fine. But what if you give it to somebody else, a just normal, everyday, nine to five worker with the team that doesn't, that isn't a 25-year-old phenom in the best physical condition condition of his life? Like that's where the people with underlying things are, are, are in the most danger. So to me, the vaccination stuff is more a matter of respect, not just for teammates, not just for making sure everybody's, you know, got good chemistry, but respect for the people around these teams who make these teams run. Yeah, look, and I know a lot of like the front offices and thing, and places like that and coaching staffs. I think if you're a coach or if you're in a front office, it's there's a vaccine requirement. You've got to have the vaccine to be yeah. able to kind of work in this industry now, and that's good. But there's still other people that they're coming in, t- in contact with. You know, they're flying. There's other things. It's it's just one of those things. You know, you had to like everything you heard from the Memphis Grizzlies, and kind of they really made a point to come out and say, I got vaccinated because I'm not going to risk it for my family and my friends. And they kind of said all the right things with it. And I think they truly believe it. And it's something you just wish would be more around the NBA, but look, I'll take it. If it means the NBA basically forces these guys to get vaccinated because they make their lives so uncomfortable. I will, I will end this segment to be fair. I'll read this statement from Michelle Roberts, the outgoing head of the players union over 90% of our players are fully vaccinated nationally. And on average, only 55% of Americans are the real story is not why vaccination isn't mandated in the NBA. The real story for proponents of vaccination is how can we emulate the players in the NBA, which is true. 90% in the NBA versus 55% nationally is, is great. And if we got to 90% nationally, great. But WNBA is, is pretty close to 100%. Your, you know, your sisters over there in the league starting their playoffs right now are at about 100%. And why can't, why can't you be them is, is my response to that. It is. And my other thing to that is, look, it's one thing at this point, if you're at a 90% vax rate that like, if these guys are just like, I don't trust this, I'm not going to do it. That's fine. And they don't say anything about it. But you had Bradley Beal out there in the media, basically posing questions to the media being like, well, how do people still get COVID if they've been vaccinated or why? And Kyrie Irving being like, why are we even bothering wearing masks if we do this? It's to just not get it and shut up kind of promote these things that you think are, are thought provoking, right? I, I could live with that. It's that when she goes, the, the rest of the world should emulate the NBA players, not a guy like Bradley Beal on Monday. You don't want anyone emulating what he did there. And that's kind of my issue with her statement. But in terms of the percentage, yes, totally. Okay. So with that, we're going to move on to uh, Michael Porter, who is getting paid big time, could be up to $207 million 
with the Denver Nuggets. What are the net Denver Nuggets doing? They're spending money. That is coming up next. Uh, after I tell you that you should be spending your money on built bars, $207 million is a little bit much for built bars, but over the course of time, I might spend close to that because I love these things. They're delicious. There are a ton of different flavors, whatever you like, chocolate, coconut, fruits, different stuff like that. It's, you, it's all there for you. Uh, and you look at the flavor, the, the um, nutritional profile, 17 to 18 grams of protein, uh, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five net carbs. They're delicious. They're nutritious. If you've got a nut allergy, there are plenty of flavors that'll work for you. If you're on a keto diet, no problem. These work. And they're the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Check them out for yourself. Go to built.com. You can see all the different specialty flavors that they have, all the different specialty products that they have over there. And you can just simply scroll your mouse over each one and get the nutritional value. They are not hiding anything. It's all right out there. It tastes like a candy bar, but it is healthy and good for you. I have one after I work out. It's great, and it's not going to be too filling. It's very easy to eat. It's not that chalky crap that you might get somewhere else. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% your order, and it works every time. So sample, go back, stock up later. You can use the promo code LOCKED15 every time at built.com. Today's episode of Lockdown NBA is also brought to you by betonline.ag. If you're not using betonline.ag, you're doing it wrong because Sunday and Monday were the two biggest days for betters so far in 2021. They seriously racked up the profits. And it's football season. We're about to get basketball season. Baseball's still going on. This is the sweet spot for all sports. So use that sports knowledge you have. Make some money on top of it with BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro, college, football action this season, NBA, MLB, whatever it is is with a new updated site and interface even more odds props and fun contests betonline.ag continues to be the number one sport uh number one source for any uh, sport you want to place a bet on. So head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a uh, 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget, use promo code locked on or NFL 100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season over at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts and the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports favorites. Michael Porter Jr. can use bet online and uh, place plenty of bets moving forward thanks to a five-year rookie max contract extension. $172 million if he doesn't make one of the three all-NBA teams this season. $207 million if he does, which will be interesting. Um, I'm not sure that he does, but it's something to shoot for. And now the Denver Nuggets are, are a tax team. Jake, they're t- they've got max contracts out there for Jokic, Murray, uh, Michael Porter Jr. They they gave a big contract to Aaron Gordon. They committed about $115 million over the the offseason there for, for these guys. This is this is a spending spree for the Denver Nuggets. I love this. I love this. So one, good for Michael <laughs> Porter Jr. for getting paid. Good for the Nuggets for drafting a lot of these guys too and kind of building them up. Of those four guys that have gotten paid, they drafted three of them. That's incredible work by the front office, I think. Um, and I know something you're going to touch on too in a second with this. As someone who's a fan of a small market team who covers a small market team, this is inspiring. 
pay these guys their money, go and win your games and show these owners you've got to spend. We always talk about the luxury tax is kind of this like scary thing, right? And I and I used to fall into this trap of like, I don't know if I want the owner paying that because it's not worth it just to get into the playoffs or whatever. Not. They're billionaire owners that are making tons of money off of these teams. Spend the money to make your team competitive. Don't cheap out. And the Denver Nuggets are not cheaping out. They realize they have this window. They realize they have the MVP, a young guy in Jamal Murray, who's excellent, an even younger one in Michael Porter Jr., and a very good complimentary piece in Aaron Gordon, who deserves to get paid to and fits really well there. Good. You know how (laughs) nice it is to not see a team dump a guy? I don't know. Like James Harden, because they're worried about the luxury tax ramifications. If you're a fan of the Denver Nuggets, you should be celebrating right now like you've won the title and then hopefully celebrate when you win the title because this pays off. I understand teams' reticence to pay the tax when it's sort of, kind of, maybe a good team, especially under these circumstances of the repeater tax, the way the collective bargaining agreement is set up, where it's set up into tiers. So not only are you just paying the tax, but every $5 million, your tax bill goes up. But if you're a taxpayer three out of four years, now you're a repeater tax payer. And that basically almost doubles your your tax bill. It, It goes up exponentially. So I can understand a team saying, we don't want to start the clock on paying the tax too soon. So I, I get why the Nuggets didn't do it until now, but you're right. Now is the time. You look at where they are. Jokic is the, the not only MVP, but the he, he's he's got his mind in the right place now. He he used to be, you know, a little doughy. He used to be a little bit too hot-headed. He's kind of controlled a lot of that stuff. And I think he's only getting better in that regard. It's going to make him even more valuable. You got Murray, who's, yeah, he's coming off of uh, a very serious injury, but you know what he can do. Gordon, you got him in here. You're right. He's the right fit. This is the time to start the clock. You now have this four-year window. And frankly, the collective bargaining agreement is designed to break up teams after four or five years. So mm-hmm. now is the time where, okay, let's give let's give Porter this extension. Let's let's get in there and start this window. This is it. Now we're going for it. Now the difference between the Nuggets and everybody else is they're going to be quicker to break this up if it doesn't work. Like if if over the next two three years this team doesn't get to the NBA Finals, doesn't win a championship, then I think they're going to be quicker to trade off a Jamal Murray or trade off an Aaron Gordon and try to kind of recapture magic around Jokic and Porter and and then try again a different way. But for now, yeah, I can understand why they waited, but this is obviously a very good move. Yeah, no, and, and look, but but should they like have continued, you know, they should break this team up after three or four years if it doesn't really work, right? Like that's kind of like what they should be doing Anyway, I, you know, it's yeah. just it's refreshing to see a team pay to me like that a team that's not historically in the tax that shouldn't do it realizing their windows there and look, I don't look at that team as an actual title contending team. Like may, maybe you do, but I don't know if I look at them as being like, oh, they'll get to the finals and they'll win. You know, maybe depend it also might depend on Murray and coming back from the injury and everything. I think with that too. 
but it's nice that they're going for it to a certain degree. I agree with you. That's that's a really good point of like, you don't want to start it too early. You've got to wait till that window is really there. They realize that and they went for it. So perfect. You know, and it's, it's a lot of things coming together. I don't necessarily think this is like a repeatable thing, right? Like drafting three of those guys and having it work out to the degree that it did. And look, there were a lot of questions about Michael Porter Jr. coming into the league with the back injury and all of that stuff. Paid off for him though, man. Like it's impressive yep. kind of what they pulled together and good for them. And I'm glad that like that work isn't being under owner at the very least. No, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. And look, this is, this is how you have to do it in Denver. You have to get totally. lucky with a second round pick and all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden it becomes Nikola Jokic. Uh, Murray panned out very well. And yeah, like you said, you take the risk on a, on a high, high upside guy who, if he can get through the injury stuff, can can come out there and is, is shown. He's a very just pure, pure shooter. Like, if he stays healthy, this dude is going to be just kind of unstoppable offensively. This dude can yeah. shoot. He can score at, at all three levels. Like it's, Obviously, there's a reason why he got this kind of contract. Uh, but the, they're, they're not paying. They, they don't go out there and pay to take a chance. They don't go out there and and tinker around they're not going to tinker as long as some of the other teams might tinker right like even the lakers or even you know brooklyn brooklyn in in la or golden state they're they're printing money over there they continue to tinker they're not they're not selling off pieces they've continued to tinker around their their superstars um denver doesn't get that that advantage they don't get that luxury of tinkering they, they see this opportunity. They go for it. If it doesn't work, all right. So, and I, I do think like this year, no. Are they a true title contender? No, they're in a tier below. I think they're in that that next level. But hey, look, that's now. They haven't, they, they've had one practice, right? So we don't know exactly. Look, it's also closer than out. they've been in a while. That takes one or two injuries for things to kind of change it. And all of a sudden you get bumped up. So like, There's why not be ready to strike and have your team there? Should the opportunity present itself? Who had Phoenix last season in the, in the finals, right? You, you never point. know what's going to happen where you catch a break. You just got to be in position to take advantage of those breaks. So, so good for them. Good for them. Um, very interesting to see how they proceed forward. You know, it's kind of funny, Jake, I'll end it with this it wasn't that long ago we were talking about they should probably trade him to to get that third star you know when when potentially James Harden was available and now here he is he's going to be their third star so, all right that's going to do it for the locked on nba wednesday episode uh once again thank you i'm one of your regular wednesday hosts john corrales i host the locked on celtics podcast find me on twitter at reds army underscore john and I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Nola Jake. All right. That's thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We're back tomorrow with Matt Moore and Jackson Gatlin. Matt Moore, Locked On Nuggets. You want to talk, talk talk to somebody who's who's in the know here, you can go Locked On Nuggets. You can go Locked On Rockets with Jackson Gatlin host. You can make those your second listen or the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They'll get you. Uh, they'll make you one of those winners, probably uh, on the the uh, BetOnline.ag. So make any one of those your second listen today. Thanks for listening to the Locked On NBA podcast.